Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Vince, I'm super excited to have you here today because we've been in the room together several times, but we haven't had a chance to have a conversation. This will be like one of the first, but I have so much respect for you. I know your history, your legacy in Atlanta, especially. And I was super excited to ask you about, you know, getting into entertainment uh, law and, you know, working with people who were family members or people you've known since high school. Can you talk about that some? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because I'm, I'm amongst a group of people who, um, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that others are getting the same thing, uh, who people are calling the pioneers. Right. Right. And it you, was you, weird. You built Atlanta. Don't go away from it. it you built weird. Atlanta. No, the first time somebody ever said, we got a pioneer in the building, I was like. Bro, you are one of the people that built old. Atlanta. Don't <laughs> run from it. Yeah. You're one of the people that built Atlanta. Thank you. I mean, I digested it and I accept it. And, and I will say that, you know, I, I, I like to also give props to the fact that there were people who were doing music and entertainment in Atlanta prior to us, right? So groups like Cameo came out right. of Atlanta. So oh, I didn't even know Cameo came out of Oh, yeah, they, they're from College Park. What? They lived in... Um, um, in um, I didn't know that. Fun fact. Let's go. Who else from Atlanta? I didn't even... You just taught me well, something. Well, you know, the, one of the... I give a lot of credit to an early entertainment attorney, David Franklin, Shirley Franklin's husband. Oh, wow. Who represented um, Richard Pryor and a bunch wow. of people. So, you know, but, but in the 90s, we had a new, a new mo- movement. And the movement in entertainment and the music that happened in the 90s kind of was the beginning of what birth where Atlanta has become today. Yo, we got to tell everybody who, who your sister is. Shawty Swing My Way. Right, right, right. So uh, in the, my pioneer <laughs> circle... And the early group of people included people like, you know, obviously Lil John. Like Lil you John and Lil John went to school together, right? We went to middle school together, wow. actually. We went to wow. Southwest Middle School. Um, you know, the members of Goody Mob went to Mays High and, and Southwest Middle School. But as far as clients of mine, yeah, you know, Lil John, uh, KP from KP and Envy, Shawty Swing My Way. KP is your sister. Uh, KP is my sister, Kia Phillips. And, uh, and she was also a member of a group called The Capers with Rashida. Rashida. Back then, yeah. So, you know, I mean, all of us were just trying to get things off the ground. You know, uh, DJ Toomp, at that time, he was, rep- he was discovering artists. One of the artists he discovered was, was T.I. Uh, he he and, uh, and Kwan Prather uh, brought, them, brought him over to the other KP. Yeah, the other KP. Right, right, which is <laughs> exactly. what we used to say back then. Uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, at that time, in those early years, you had Jermaine Dupri and... Dallas, Austin, and and LaFace coming to Atlanta. So all of that really was sort of the the, the pioneering group of the of what became the '90s uh, hip hop and R and B of Atlanta that 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 you know really elevated into what we have today. Got you. I love that. I didn't know that. I didn't know Cameo was from Atlanta. Yep. I, can I jump in real quick? I want to say I got to ask you a question. How do you remain? It's two questions. How do you remain so cool? as a lawyer, because most lawyers get thrive on being bad guys. And that's not you. Like you're like, 
one of the lawyers that I don't know nobody that doesn't like Vince, that doesn't fuck with Vince, doesn't respect Vince. How do you ride that line, fine line of being a lawyer, but also being someone that the community loves and celebrates and not because of their deals? Because sometimes we celebrate people because of what they've done. Right. But we celebrate you because when you throw a birthday party, everybody shows up because everybody loves Vince. Your right. clients are not. How do you ride that fine line? Right. So, you know, it's two sides, right? You know, part of being the job, doing this job and getting the job done right you got to make it make sense, right? So a lot of times, I, I, I lean heavy on logic. I lean on what makes sense. I explain my client's point of view, and I end up winning based on the fact that what I told you just makes sense. I, yes. I, bring, I will bring the other side around to where I'm, what I'm talking about, and, and they are more happy to acquiesce to my request as opposed to someone putting their arm in a vice, that's your right. bur- that's that Virgo energy. That's my superpower. Don't be I right. Love that. That's so, Virgo. So you know we 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 you know we communicate, uh, and I, I and I love having clients like you who who give me the ammunition, right? Because it, I can make it make sense with with yes. Ray. Ray has done this. Ray has done that. This is why Ray deserves it, right? Um, and then on the other side, I'm I'm just gonna be me, right? I'm a local guy from Atlanta, and I think people are sometimes kind of surprised that this attorney. Yeah. Um, could also be this like, you know, guy from Atlanta. And and right? and and another thing, you've had two careers. You've had a Correct. successful career as a label owner. Right. When I met Vince, I was actually an intern. Right. Trying to get my group signed to BME. BME, right. They had the office right there off of Ohio Mill, yep, right there yep, off the fours. Of the fours. Yep. And Vince was like, You intern? You got radio contacts? Save them, bro. Save them. I would, by the way, I didn't even have no radio contacts. I was just yeah. like interning for a radio guy. And I was like, man, like I just wanted to work with this guy. So you ran a successful label and you also are a successful attorney who has done some of the most legendary deals. I have. You know, uh, so that's interesting because I, I tell people that uh, it seems like uh, people only want to see me as one or the other. You're one of the, you're one of the few people who's like, I realize yeah. and recognize that you're, you're both, a taste guy, right? You know, so, so, you know, when, when BME finally took off, you know, and I tell a, a lot of my young clients who come in and they're a group of people who are friends trying to get their label off the ground and their friend is the artist. I say, I've been here. I've been you. I've been this, right? Mm. It was me, Lil John, Rob, Emperor Cersei, mm-hmm. all knowing each other since the eighth grade, all knowing each other That's since crazy. Southwest middle school. Right. And That's actually, uh, Rob and John, since sixth grade, the two of them. That's wow. crazy. Uh, and so, um, you know, here we are trying to get our little label off the ground, right? Black Market Entertainment, which became BME. And, uh, and then Lil John and Eastside Boys took off, right? But it was hard work. We were independent. We were really independent for five years. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the big records that you heard that you would think, someone should have given them a deal by then. Yeah. At the time, they were not giving record deals to, like, street music from Atlanta. Yeah. It wasn't like now where there's so many JVs. As soon as you have a big record, they're going to sign it. As soon as you have one song, you know, that's kind of hot. We had a record that was... Huge. The Who You With record was Bruh, huge. Yeah. My childhood, it's I'm trying huge. to tell you. It's still huge. And he, Who You With is, to I don't, I'm going to ask you, is that the the first official Crunk song? Because I say it is. I, I would say too, you know. Get By the way, Vince, who is, you Vince, with, right? Vince owns Crunk. Like, y'all don't understand the word Crunk, Crunk juice. <laughs> we Trust me, he got that. that he a got word that. 
came out of our circle Is that got added it? to the dictionary. We did trademark it, and then ultimately we released the trademark because one thing about trademark, you have to stop the use of it, right? Oh. So to really have a trademark is to actually make a word. You, you can't let the word without be your free. permission, yeah. right? And right, and so it couldn't necessarily grow. So our our thought was, you know, it is more important to let the word grow and become a real word, mm. right? Because it's and, a it's a it's a verb now. It's in the dictionary. It's in the crunk. To get crunk. And so it's in the Webster's Dictionary. I remember on, on that particular new year when they say the new words that have been added to the dictionary. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I find that, I, I always think that's amazing because to be <laughs> incredible. a part of you a word being a word. added to the dictionary. Like bling, bling, crunk. Right, right. I want to ask you a question. How, who came up with the word? Were you, did you remember and did you think it was like, that's it? Which like word? crunk, like I mean, I got to say John, you know, I got to say John, John, you know, he had the song, get wit, get crunk, who you wit. You know, the reality was it was a phrase that was flowing around in the clubs at that time in the hood. Yeah. You know, and then John just latched onto it and really, you know, made sure that it was. It was in that song. You yeah. Know, um, it, it's rooted in the word crank. Like, crank, you don't have if, to crank it crank, up. Because if you crank it up, it's exactly. So when you was doing the dancing, it was like cranking it up. So right. then it went from crank to now we crunk. We're already crunk. You Woo. don't have to crank it up. And people, people would say it meant crazy and drunk and nah. all these kind of stuff. And we would just be like, well, let them say whatever they, nah, you the, know, the whatever they call it. We had crunk. Right. And I remember being 16 when Who You With Get Crunk came out. And there was no raps on it. Just chants. It was just chants. Hey, hey. hey. Right. And it was like, yeah. we never heard a song like that, yeah. but we could just act stupid to it. Yeah. Right. And then it was, and then when Couldn't Be a Player dropped. Couldn't be a better oh player than me. Right? Oh my God. It had the whole, because it was like, that had rap on it. And Correct. short. Too short. Snapped. You had that. You had Shotty Freak a little something. Freak a little something. Imagine all these, these records all with Jazzy records, Faye on the yes. record, by the yeah. way, and produced by Toom. All these records and no record deal yet. Right, I, we're still independent. No labels even asking. Bro, wow. I, I remember, but I think it's <laughs> because wild. I think it's because Little John was he was like the first of his. I, I guess I want to say Luke was kind of like what Little John was, you know, because right. you had two live crew. But right. Little John was like Luke was still he was doing chants, but it was still the booty shake music. Right. John create, did chants to like a whole different yeah, genre of music, and he yeah. was producing it. Yeah. So it was like, bro, y'all had the whole game fucked up. I don't think we put enough emphasis. I mean, I give enough credit to what y'all did with Crunk. I agree. The bounce, I remember the story where they said that the guy from TBT said he came to Atlanta Mm -hmm. and it was at the bounce and it was like he's never seen nothing. It was like black rock music. Right. Right, oh, that shit, man. Y'all understand like, how legendary y'all are, man. Y'all like punk rock music, you yeah. Know? The way it was like, they was pushing and shoving. Well, y'all drop B.I.B.I. Oh my god! Again, no deal, right? They had I, we couldn't. Uh, I like them girls. Yeah. Finally, we got a deal after B.I.B.I. So, how was y'all funding everything? How was y'all self funding it? Like at that time, whoever had ten dollars, we put it into the pot. Wow. We so, were living. Yeah, on, we say- were living on Ashby Street. We're living in the hood. Trying to get this label off the ground. I'm in law school, you know. So I remember. You weren't even fully. Uh, no, I was. Still, Cersei I was, was on. Cersei was on the radio. Cersei, yeah, yeah, the radio was just getting going, but he, at that time, he didn't have a speaking yeah. part. He was a DJ, That's you know, crazy. so he wasn't even talking yet. Uh, and uh, I remember like a buddy of mine from the school, like you know, a white guy taking me home, and he he was just getting like very scared and nervous as he looked around <laughs> the neighborhood. It just was like, I can't believe this is where you live. Wow. Going to this law school. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't understand. He, could, he didn't understand. You know? That's crazy, bro. Y'all really had us fucked up. 
like, and Crunk was ours. We didn't even know it wasn't nationwide. Like, when right. you said, because you got to remember, if you lived in Atlanta, you heard I Like Them Girls on the yeah. radio every day. You heard Shouty Freak a little something. Like, y'all was, y'all was like y'all own thing. So, if they, so basically, if they were friends who were starting a, a company together, because that's what I want to get at. Like, mm-hmm. you guys actually, middle school friends, I don't know, do we have anybody else that did that? Because y'all were middle school friends that came up together you were in law school. Cersei was on his path. Was John like an A&R? Like, what was the thought process when so, y'all went into, so, like, BME? First of all, we, we started off throwing parties in John's mom's basement, right? Wow. So the, the party atmosphere, the thing that John is selling, yeah. you know, just, like, turn up and have fun. And yeah. continues to sell. It was our life, right? Yeah. It was our life. <laughs> it was our honest, you know, thing. So everyone knew, you know, on the weekend, go to little John's house and, you know, we were going to be over there, you know, just kind of doing what teenagers weren't supposed and to be doing. And what was John doing at the time? He was a DJ? He wasn't a DJ yet. Cersei was a DJ. Mm. And, uh, and so we had the last party after we graduated, the last party at John's basement. And Cersei wanted, was going to the Navy. He was going to leave his turntables there at the house. And John said, well, before you leave, show me how to DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe John had told him something like, I really love that you can play a record and get that response. Like, mm. you know, he loved watching a DJ play a song and get a response from the crowd. Yeah. Mm. Right. So Cersei set him up, showed him, you know, how to mix, showed him how to scratch, left and went to the Navy. Cersei came back three years later. And when he came back and uh, he was coming out of the service, by the time he came back, John was like the hottest DJ in Atlanta. And wow. we were doing a club called the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And the Phoenix was becoming like this new spot that was really kind of legendary also really important to the to the movement and the time because at that time we had more like jazz clubs and r&b yeah. type clubs and also clubs that were really 21 and up so the phoenix was really a real 18 and up club college age club yeah real you know hip-hop club mm-hmm. and then you know you got to remember this is a time when you, you couldn't catch hip-hop on the radio during the day yeah right you could only really catch hip-hop on a friday night yeah on v103 there was no 1079 yeah, the guy at that moment it was actually ryan cameron ryan cameron was a night yeah, was yes. a friday night guy and nabs was yeah the i DJ. was thinking dj nabs was that, nabs, that era nabs was the dj on v103 at night yeah on friday night i want a suggestion we need to do a movie on the creation of crunk music it needs to be a movie. We absolutely do. It needs to be a movie. I'm telling you, bro, we need that. That is our history. And we need, that was the moment. To me, that changed Atlanta. That made Atlanta that, street. Yeah, Don, no, I'll tell you, Don Vito's got the documentary content. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Don Vito, so we, we, need to, we, need to do, we need to do a documentary on Crunk. Because as a kid, as a kid, you got to remember what the most street dudes you knew was somebody like Hitman Sammy Sam. Like, but right. he was still rapping on like Booty Shake Beats. Right, yeah. right. So, Crunk music actually was the was the entrance from the door opening from, you know, booty shake right. bass music to trap. Yeah. yeah, crunk was the bridge from trap to booty shake because it was like trap beats, mm-hmm. but he just wasn't saying booty was shake chanting. shit. It was like chanting, so yeah. Yeah. a street dude could come on and say some shit, and right. it was like boom. Yeah, because when he did all chants at first, it, it, what we went through was kind of like what later the what the mumble rappers went through. You mm-hmm. know, they were like, this is not music. Right. Lil John is not saying any words on these songs. This is, you know. Yeah. And, and so a lot of people said, this is going to be a flash in the pan. It's not going to last. But and it lasted, still, obviously. Yeah. And, and so he's still doing it today. And uh, and I always talk about, you know, I, was, I think I actually was telling my daughter recently, like, we had our, our run at BME. And kind of to get back to what you were saying, um, 
you know, then I had to kind of go back to after after you know you have a moment where your music is as big as what we was yeah. doing is, and then now we had become so popular that you know sooner or later you become the opposite of popular, and now we have I have to go back out here and continue to survive. Right, I remember that you. And was I had you, to go back to being a lawyer. But you was the That's first. No, nah, but he was the first person that ever told me, "I'm back practicing law." I don't even. Oh, I was, okay. and I don't even. Remember, you remember having this conversation because I might have hit you with some BMA thing. You was like, "Nah, I'm back practicing law." Yeah. And I was like, "What? You can't run BME and be a lawyer?" You was like, "Nah, yeah. I'm, I can't. I had to give one up." And that's right. when I was like, "Oh, damn, a lawyer can't." That was the, that was conflict. my question well, was how tough. are you balancing? Well, especially that. the way I was doing BME. Like right. if I had more people in the operation side. You know, but Rob had hands full with, with John. Cersei's hands full with being on the radio. Right. And so I'm really dealing with Scrappy, Trill. You were running artists. the company. You were running the yeah, company. Like yeah. Every, Rob was running, every day Rob was running with all those artists. And then the publishing deal. We had a yeah. publishing venture. So you, to have your hands on all of that, you know, and be a lawyer, uh, you, it's very difficult. So, you know, I, I did, I tell people I did something really silly. When, the, when, the, when we got our label deal, for BME, I let go of a bunch of good clients. So at mm-hmm. that time, I had Jeezy, I had um, Toomp, who was wow. just coming in with TI. I had, um, you know, of course, Lil John and East Side Boys, yeah. Don Vito, you know, all these different people. And, uh, and I had to kind of be like, hey, guys, you know, for most of them, I was like, you guys need to find another attorney because my label has finally taken off. Yeah. And I'm going to run this label now. Yeah. Right. right. And which, in hindsight, I should have just hired some attorneys and kept them as clients. Because, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's what you should have did. That's what exactly. I should have done, right? So then when we had our BME run and then I came back to practicing, right, um, it was like people didn't see me as a lawyer. Yeah, because you were in I the office. I rebrand myself. Yeah, bro. That's why, I, bro, you, you literally... Went, that's why I said it's hard. Like, even now with the guy shows, like, I'm a music exec, I'm a full time music exec, right. part time show host. It's hard to go between those two, correct? Because you want to see you as one, yeah, thing. They, and, and that's hard. So, I'm already imagining how you had to build your clientele well, back when up. When I was telling people I was a lawyer, they were like, they would say, You're a, you, you have been a lawyer, and I say, I, I've been a lawyer the whole time, yeah, and it's like they didn't remember that, yeah. But you know, the funny thing is, now since I've been fully back in my practice. Right. And 10 years into practice again, recently I'll tell people, yeah, because, you know, back in my BME days and they say, oh, you used to have a label. <laughs> and I say, good God, you know, like people, it's people never have- a time that people could just say this guy yes. has run a label yes. and is a lawyer. So let me ask you, you so no, no label has ever lives. come to yeah. you and said, come run. Uh, I've had. Would you do that? I've had, I've had those conversations that. Uh, well, at one point, my daughter and I. My daughter was living uh, with me. Her her mom and I had parted ways, and she was in Florida, and it was just me and my daughter. And one of the offers required me to leave Atlanta, and that wasn't something that we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had we did have that kind of offer one time, um, and uh, and then I've had you know kind of like A and R. Yeah, because you, you are a music yeah. guy, bro. I've had A&R offers, um, but the reality is then that can compromise me as an attorney. Yes. Right, so I kind of have to be Integrity. Do you? Yeah. Would you Virgos. say that you're, you have, like, more love for Virgos. being an attorney? Because I have attorneys in my family, and so there's attorneys who, like, love being an attorney, being attorneys, and there, there's attorneys who just did it because 
they're following legacy or yeah. because it makes a lot of money or whatever. I, I tell people being an, I'm a creative person as well. Yeah. And I tell people being an attorney is, is creative, right? Yeah. yeah. So on deals and everything on deals, right. Yeah. You know, so was it create, it was creative when I quote unquote discovered scrappy Trillville crime mob. I went into the club, just found these guys. That, yeah. That's a version of being creative. I no, heard no, you found it. them in like a teen club a too. Teen right? club. I was about to ask I, you. I got to tell you it's a whole story. I was about to say, no, no, I need to know. I want to hear the story. Tell us a story first, then I'm going to ask the mindset. I just well, need to know the story. To finish on the other side, being <laughs> an attorney is also creative. And so you're writing contracts. Yes. You're thinking creatively how to get through the deal. That's what I love about thinking you. thinking creatively about the person that you're dealing with on that deal and figuring out how do we get to the end that we'd like to have. So I, I love both, both areas very much, though. But not only honestly. that, you got to also find the balance between being relational because as an attorney – People think an entertainment termini is about button pushers. Like when you get in the room with the big guys, they're relationship guys. Mm -hmm. right. They got button pushers that work under them. So you got to have the relationship Correct. and the black and white down. That's like a whole nother monster Absolutely. that you got to face. And, and we've been building out the staff. We got amazing people over at the law office to help, you, to know, keep, you know, Ariel, Brianna, Javion. Uh, you know, I got a law partner, Marvin, Marvin Arrington. Yeah, love him. And so we have been, uh, we've been able to continue to take on more and more clients on a higher level. And, uh, and the firm is doing very well, I might say. You know? That's my dog. Uh, I'm proud of you. guys that are really at the top of the game. And I'll tell anybody who's watching, there are a few attorneys, but Vince is one of them ones. You can go see him at his office. You can get him on the phone. You can talk to a deal. Some attorneys treat you like you're dumb. Like, right. let me tell you how you're going to do this. And I'm cool with that when I was earlier in my career, but now I'm like, yeah. you're not going to tell me how I'm, I'm going to tell you, but right. you're, you're the guy that's like, the deal. yeah, you're, you and I have talked through deals. Like right. I want this and you'll be like, don't forget that. And I'm like, damn. I, Cause I feel like you're like almost like watching over your clients. Like I know what you want to do now. This is a hang up. This is a hiccup. Don't forget that and keep it going. And that's hard. Well, cause you all, it's also important to know the landscape. So if you have, sometimes you know a bit of information about what's going on inside of a particular building that uh, you know, you know, knowledge is 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 power, right? Absolutely. And so you, with that bit of information, sometimes when Ray might come with something or a client might come with something, I can I can say, well, listen, be sure to know about this piece of information that's going on yep. at that company, and then you can navigate that. Yes. Right. Uh, but on the other side, taking it back to the days of discovering these artists, yeah, I want to know how you Trailville, do it. So, uh, I, you know, I always tell the story that Don P from Trillville, he called me and uh, I'll never forget. I was I was driving on Bankhead, actually, and I got this call on my cell phone and he said, people tell me that if I could get my music in the right hands, I had something special. And something about the way he said that people told him, it made me feel like me he wasn't tooting his own horn. Right. It felt like, OK, he, I felt like legit people might people really are telling him that. So I, I said, come on by the office and let me check it out. Was BME started by now? Because we we Lil were John was the first market. artist. Yep. Okay, yeah. cool. John yeah. and the East Side Boys. We also had uh, China White. China White. Time, uh, from New Orleans, from Knife War. But at that time, I think she had, had some uh, jail yeah, some, legal some issues. issues. Some legal yeah. issues yeah. going on. And, um, and um, Bo Hagen was with us. Bo Hagen. Bo Hagen was already with us. Um, <clears throat> so, but I knew that we needed some, some of the young, fresh, uh, you know, energy that really matched what John was doing. Right? Yeah. If John was going to have a movement, then I needed to find some things to help make it a movement. And you can't be a movement mm. by yourself. Absolutely. Right? And is a lyricist. Hold on. Say that again for the people out there that's trying to start a movement. I need you to say that. That's, okay. a, that's a bar. Okay. 
So you can't have a movement. I believe I said you can't have yeah, a movement, you can't have a movement by, by yourself. By yourself. Right? You know, so I was looking for things to that match John's energy. Right. So that so that the crunk movement could really be a movement. Right. right? Teamwork makes the dream work. Correct. So so here, here comes this kid, he calls, he comes in, he plays me the first song on his uh his CD was like a song called I'm from Decatur. And I was like, that's cool. But then I got to the third song and it was Get On My Level. And I was like, yeah. I said, that's your record. He was working on the From Decatur song. Yeah. That's the one they were pushing. Yeah. I said, no, push this song. And and then I, uh, there's a kid named Stay Fresh. And I put Stay Fresh Shout with Shout out to Stay Fresh, man. Right? You got a lot of legends worked on there, yeah, bro. Stay that's my Fresh bro. Stay Fresh was like, well, we, you know, he had been hanging around me since the eighth grade. Yeah. His eighth grade, yeah. yeah. You know, I was an adult. And here goes this kid that's hanging around all the time. So he was their age, around 16, 17. So yeah. I told him, stay close to them and let me know when it had something. Oh, and wow. about two months later, Stay Fresh called and said, come to the teen club and see them do Get On My Level. So mm-hmm. when, I, when I come out there, I got a, I'm still a, a real square lawyer. I got a suit on and a tie uh, because at that time, we still were trying to do anything we could to survive. So I was doing my entertainment stuff, but I was doing like accidents and whatever, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> so I, whatever so, pays the bills, whatever, just trying to yeah. keep going, right? So I, um, so then I, um, I go to the club and bring it full circle. The guy that used to manage the Phoenix owned the club. Oh wow! Right, but before I got in, initially security was like, "What are you, you doing, doing at here? this teen club?" I was about to say, "You grown man walking the teen club with a tie on." Yeah, that could be read. Like, that could be read a different way. My chest and oh, was like, no. "You know, what are you doing here?" Like I was some kind of perv or something. Yeah, and so I'm like, "No, no, no!" I came to see this group, and then the owner came out, uh-huh. and he's the guy from the Phoenix. So he was like, "That's my dog." And he's right, like, and he's like, "These kids is making me a lot of money." And he's like, "All these people are here to see them." Oh, wow! And now I'm like, "Oh." Okay, you're like, okay. yeah, I'm like, okay, everybody's here to see to get on my level. Yes. Okay, so I get inside, see Trillville, they kill it. I'm like, amazing, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. And then, and then I heard the DJ say, Y'all know what's coming next, and everybody starts punching their hands, right? And I'm like, Get the f- in the, the same night, it. the yes. security's doing it, the cute girl, the bartender. The owner, I see my owner friend, he's punching his hand. I'm like, what is going on? And boom, Scrappy comes running out and he we does head bust. Head bust. We some head bust. And I'm just like, oh, I gotta have this kid too. So I wait. And after the That's show, I get crazy. him to the side and I'm like, I need, I wanna sign you. And he he came to the office the next day with Mama D. Yeah. And uh, Ernest. Yep. Right? Uh, who but Ernest was around back then. Wow. Yep. And my Mama D was Mama D. I'm not even going to tell y'all the Mama D story because <laughs> it's too much. But yeah. Mama D was Mama D then. And and, uh, and signed Scrappy. And then Trillville, I, you know. Was the deal with Warner done by this? Or, or no, you, went, I you used, signed him so and then went to them, the I started deal. working those records. I, I was like a street team guy. Oh, you like, was working the records? He was doing the everything. Yeah, because John was on the road. I, I did this while John was on the road. Man, you so. don't, bro, you don't even understand. <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me, t- so let me explain to people. This is the winner. So the the God Show is the blueprint for dreamers that want the the blueprint to success. Don't be, don't get pissed at me. But here's the point: I see so many people. So even me, as someone that knows you, I didn't know this story. Yeah. So when I see so many people like looking like, "Why well, ain't got a chance?" You had relationships. You had an artist blowing up. You could have easily went to a label and said, "Sign me. Give me a chance." Right. Nah, you went to the streets and worked it. Yeah. And that's how you got your deal. Yeah. And created a storyline to the industry 
y'all gonna kill me now. Naeem's gonna be like, what? I started telling everybody that I was looking for this group that I already had signed to me. Oh, wow. And so I had, I made A&Rs for oh, different just companies to get, get excited. start being like, I think I'm gonna add that to my repertoire. Oh. That I heard is popping in Atlanta. So as they, as the, as the industry started getting curious, because at this point now, John's hot. So they're like, okay, if John's guy says this group is hot in Atlanta, we, we're all curious about it. So it got to the point where I knew it was working because A&Rs were calling me saying they heard about a group called Trillville, and I said, okay, I've created this buzz. Exactly. And wow. then turned around after a, a month or two and said, I have them. Oh, wow. I found Trillville. Oh, wow. You created the story. You already had them signed. <laughs> Right? Incredible. I was like, I found Trillville. You psyched that. So what is Lil John thinking show? around this time? Is he looking at you like, what What are you doing? Uh, is this for us? Yeah. Initially, John was like, man, you can't be signing acts, man. You're the lawyer. He was like, don't do that, bro. Don't sign the acts. You're the lawyer. So then he went by Big Oom Store. Thank Shout God. out to Big Oom. I need Big Oom on the show. He went by Shout Big Oom Store to pick up some music. And Jelly came out and Jelly said, those guys you signed, boy, they hot. Mm-hmm. John is John like, John was like, like yup. <laughs> who, 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 who? And he played headbuster for him. And John gets in the car and was like, you know, is this the guy you signed? And played. But, like, can, but can I tell you I went to the ironic part. I thought up until right now, I thought John was the one was the one that produced headbusters and he reproduced. He produced, he okay, ready to say so, so we the record that we built in the streets. John reproduced. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Once we knew it was ready and uh, the deal was coming, got you. John came in, yeah. and, and shout out to John keeping it real. He didn't like take publishing or nothing. Mm-hmm. He just oh, was wow. Like, he just was like, let's make it sound right. You know, let's just I love make Atlanta, it man. sound right. And then I love he got Atlanta. on the top of the record and did the bunch of hands with your fist. Did the little yeah. chance. He, at the he, told, he, he told you how to do the dance. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we he saw the dance. It was like, okay, let's tell people to do it. You know, success is not an accident, bro. No. I try, I, sometimes it is, but it's really intentional. Very intentional. Because even, oh, if, even if you do something by mistake and you catch that it's working, you could decide to not do it or you could decide, nah, I'm about to add that to the well, show. You got to remember, John was coming fresh off being a DJ too, right? And so he had this mind frame to always give a DJ something to play with at the top of a song. So for Trillville, it was the doom, 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 doom. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right? So he, he, he did that so that the DJ could scratch it back and forth. Punch your hands with your fists. Punch your hands with your fists, right? Or, uh, okay. Da, yeah, da, 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 exactly, da, da. exactly. Okay, right. Exactly. So, so that, that was DJ-minded. So to, to what you're saying, it's not, you know, you don't stumble into these things. Some things have to be you have to be, you have to be paying attention to what's yeah, going on. Yeah, paying attention. So I want to ask you something. Uh, and this is really for everybody that's watching. You have clients who are very successful, we'll bring that up in a second. I want you to tell the people who's watching that want to be on what the clients that work do compared to the clients that you've seen didn't work. What's the difference that you've seen? So, you know, a lot of times you have clients that come with sort of a label situation, right? The production company crew. And one of the main things that I tell them right from the onset is the artist has to be working the hardest, Mm. right? Um, you know, there's, I have really yet to see in my world where a company drug an artist into success. I hear that? Who said the artists are the engines. Right. I can put gas in the car. I can, you know, paint the car. But if the, if the engine don't work, yeah. it's right. not going to work. And I, that's, correct. that's why I wanted to ask you that because. And I've seen people dump a bunch of money into the, to an artist that just 
didn't have the passion, didn't have the drive. Right. You know, I, uh, people without, you know, I, you know, since the BME era, you know, people have been like, well, why didn't you do something like a Little John again? And I'm like, because Little John drove the Little yeah, John right. train. Yeah. All we did was support him in ways that, that because the Little Johns or the artists do need the supporting cast. Yes. They, they, they they're not the going to get it by themselves yeah. either. None of them are going to get to that but point. But they have to, but it's themselves. an intricate role that they have to play they have that works it. in every time. Correct. By the way, big, um, Lil John and Vince was going to sign us to our first deal. When yeah. we were trying to get on, when yeah. I when Rock City and us was coming up, we had to pick between Akon, Lil John, and Usher. And, and this kind of matches the story. Okay, so remember I said John was like, you the lawyer, stop. Yeah. So officially I agreed I'm not going to sign anything else unless we all agree. Yes. Because right? after Trillville, Scrappy, Crime Mob, even though at this point to me, I'm, I'm three for three. Yeah. Right? But, you know, we agreed. So... The rule was we all have to agree. Everybody wants to do the deal, but we're waiting on John, and John is on the road. Yes. And I remember you kept telling us, you was like, I want to get something done, but I'm waiting for Lil John. And to be honest with you, we only signed with Akon because Akon came and was like, fuck it, let's get it done right now. Yeah. But, right. you know, because you got to remember, like. The immediacy. I want people to understand, like, your back's against the wall. The advance Akon gave us, we fucking need it. Right, and we was hoping that John would come because we got to remember my guys were known for being turned up Caribbean right. guys, yeah. right. and John. Down. So yeah. it was like John and Akon a, matched the brand of right. what we were doing because they made music that Akon would make, but they were turned up like John. Right. So we was trying to be like the Caribbean guys that brought Crunk um, to the table, but we yep. but Vince was like, and then even when we signed Vince. He was like, man. No, if you remember, we yeah. called the day of. Yeah, oh, and he wow. was like, and he was like, John. And I think you said John I said got yes. Approval. John said oh, yes. Wow. And I think I was John like, we just yes signed. And I called, and they said, man, we, just we signed. signed today. Yeah, we just signed. It was September 6, thousand six. I remember the day. Oh wow. In nine six oh six. I remember. And I said it was meant to be. When that happened, I was like, it had to be meant to be. Yeah. And I thought to myself, because Akon was super hot. And yeah. I was like, but he, you know but he was what? also, but he sense. also, uh, it was fifty percent Akon, and it was fifty percent Jimmy. We met with Colin Park, and he was like, yo, like y'all need to come over here to where Jimmy is because Jimmy, y'all are writers also, mm. and Jimmy is a sucker for great writers and yeah. producers, so he'll care about you guys on another level. Right. And that's, that's what Colin Park told us. He was wow. trying to sign us, too, because he had VIC yeah. and Soldier Boy just signed. But that, that writing we went with side Akon, turned yeah. out to be? Yeah, that shit. Hey, wow. brother, I am So it was meant to it. be. Let, it was meant to be. I'm Let good me ask you it. something, because Ray mentioned, you know, you having these great relationships and, like, you know, having these dream artists, but I know, especially being an attorney and being logical, I know at some point you've had to fire a client, right? Or like, <laughs> maybe that's not the way to put it. No, but. I have. I'm not going to say names because they're of course, like, keep, big keep the identities protected. Yeah. Uh, but I would, you know, I would love to know like what, you know, what makes you make that decision. I know it can't be an easy one. Uh, no, I mean, it, it really, um, and, you know, interestingly enough, too, I still have a lot of love for this client, and uh, I believe that, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's a young black man, so I want to see him succeed. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he, uh, there have been clients that just ultimately, I feel like, couldn't benefit from me as much as they should because they weren't really here to listen to what I had to say, mm. you know? And so if I realize that I'm really just, you know, just like trying to move things and try to get things where I, I, my logical mind thinks it should be, 
and if if I and if our logic just never matches up, um, then I I really feel like you know we I do both of us a favor. But but so that you can possibly find someone who whose logic does match, or maybe you know. But, but I want I want you to finish. What's the difference? So what have you seen with artists oh, who I'm don't sorry, work? Yeah. No, it's okay. That you actually. That was like the prequel to it. So what, yeah. was the, what was the difference between artists that didn't work? Right. Like, what did they have in common? The ones that didn't work. Well, again, the, first of all, the ones that didn't take the, didn't have the drive, didn't have the engine, did not have so the, the... So the most important thing was the artists have the, to be that, the drive. That thing, first of all. And then second of all is, um, you know, you have to identify who you are, what you're selling, mm. right? Mm. You know, uh, you know um, so you, you might have... A lot of drive, but sometimes people will come to me, and after I listen to a few, few songs, I say, "Who is this artist?" Like yeah. I've I, I heard this and this and this and this. I, I, you know, I don't feel that music is exempt from telling a good story. Mm. I agree. Right. So, I think every form of entertainment requires to bring the to really bring in the fans. Every form of entertainment requires some sort of a story, so, right? So, and uh, and I and I learned early on that's like Scrappy people bought into Scrappy story more yeah, so yeah. even than Trillville to yeah. some degree, right? Yeah, because it was just tougher. Well, it was a group. It was it's tougher hard, with three to tell people because everybody talked about how Don P was supposed to be the next Little John. Correct. I remember reading that in articles that Don right. P was the next Little John. That's right. Yeah, but you know he was with a group. Is uh, right, and all of them were dope. Yeah, right? shout it was out just to Don tougher P. with a group, right? Yeah. So, um, but I say that you know. If you're watching a movie and the story is no good, you don't like the movie. If you read a book, okay, and the how story good the is no good, is. exactly. If you are watching a TV show, right? So I don't think that we should be thinking we're exempt. And so a lot of times I will say, this kid, he's a hard worker, but I can't tell what the character is. Mm. Mm. So, so, there's, so if you had to say, and I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had to say, give me a checklist of five things that, a, that an artist or team need or situation needs to be successful for what you've seen, what would the five things be? So, you know, again, we'll start with the first two that I said, because I think the artist being an engine is number one. The artist has to be the most the driven is person. The driver, yep. right? Number okay. two is the character. Absolutely. The number artist two. being consistent with who, what they're who selling. Who they are, knowing who they are. Who they are. Right. Yeah, okay. Telling and that can us, change over years. Change, but you, know you, know you could be, I mean, everybody grows. But being change, able right? to convey yeah. a talk about story. The Jay-Z character in the beginning is not the Jay-Z character today. Yeah. Right? So an artist that actually goes through years, blessed enough to have years of success, needs to be prepared to give you a different personality. Yes. Um, then I would probably say the, the team needs to include some finance. Mm. Somebody some kind of money. better have some money in the circle or somewhere there should be some access to money. Okay. Uh, because, you but know. But that's after you have the first two. Because I was about to say, Trillville and Scrappy showed that didn't have no money back then, and they showed up, and you came in with the plan to take and the money. Expanded, but you right? need those two things right, first, right. though. Because the, the two things they had was enough to bring yes. 750 kids to a club. Yes, exactly. Right? Now, right. how do you take this 750 kids coming to a teen club in the east side and expand it. That's where the money comes further, in. But you knew right? what they were selling and they was driving. They 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 did eighty percent of the work they needed to do to get right. your attention. Right. Perfect. And you know what I put before? Actually, before the money, I'm gonna say relationships. Mm. I was about to say relationships are worth more than money. So so first thing is drive. Right. Second thing is character. 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 Third thing is relationships. Relationships. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the fourth thing. And the fourth thing then is gonna be the money. Mm -hmm. And what's the fifth? And then the fifth is gonna be what I call the. Uh, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. 
you need you need all your, the people buying in. You need workers. You need everybody getting behind this. And thing. we call that building a team, Don Vito. <laughs> That's know, Don Vito. His first line. You go we get two people. That. You go get two yes. people. And and Hands. Each, each, and then they get two people and two people. And they all committed and to the same plan. Everybody's committed, and because uh, success has a thousand fathers. Yep, and it also has a thousand, thousand beneficiaries. Right. Because stay fresh, uh, Don P. All these scrappy. I mean, scrappy is now loving hip hop. Like yeah. all Bambi, like you, Mama D, like right. you think about right. all of the things right. that came from the inception from of that BME. Moment. Crunk, Crunk yeah. Juice, Sean Crunk Garrett. Right. Sean, Sean Garrett. Garrett. Think right. of Usher. Right yeah. in the song. Yeah. Sierra. Like Correct. think about how many things won yes. from that one yes. initial, like we're going to try to do this. That's a perfect example uh, exactly. of, the, of, the, of, the, of the pyramid as it grew yes. and grew and grew and more things had a chance to uh, be a part By of in. it. Yeah. And, and as every, every time, even... Dave Chappelle doing the Lil John skit. Yeah. Yes. It was great for Dave Chappelle, but it was huge, huge for, for John. John. It was huge for all of us. Yes. Right? Uh, you know, the, the Usher record, yeah, which people, you know, at the labels at the time didn't believe in. Yes. Right? And, and shout out to crazy. Shakir yeah. to really believe in it and push Shakir's that Shakir's career. Through. Shakir signs Jeezy because Shakir signs Ross. Right. right. Think about how many people. Oh, you got to remember. That's why I always tell people. Stop worrying about money and build value. Right. And value is in the story and the proposition that you offer the world. And if you build value, the people will come. Correct. And like, dog, I've seen even you like the BME led to you being one of the most powerful lawyers doing legendary deals. And you're still here. John is still here. It's somebody I'm going to ask you about, though. What happened to the Eastside Boys? It's, look, I, I ran into the Eastside Boys recently. They actually are performing. They're out and about. Did you they know, do one music fest recently? I feel like they might have. They might the have two of them. I think they, they might have yeah. shows and like yeah, so. The, one of them, Window Neal, the Neal Boys, they have a legendary car shop on on Columbia. Oh, Drive, got you. Oh, wow. Right. And so you know, like they true East Side guys, man. Yeah. You know, you go. Yeah, I, by the you Neal. always wanted. Well, always wanted with the East Side Boys, and it was yeah. like at some point, Lil John just became that nigga. Yeah. And it just drowned him out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I'm not going to say he drowned him out. No, I'm saying he, he, I mean, his, like his, his character, his character was, so was so big. Yes. And, and, he, and, knew the, a and he knew what character he was selling. Imagine if the Chappelle right. skit had Little John and the Eastside Boys. Right. right. They, it was, you focused on John right. because he was such a different person. Right. He was good at pushing himself. Yes. He had a real attitude of like, and it came from those years of being independent, being lean. And, uh, and also, he had gotten a job working for Jermaine Dupri before as an things took off. He was an A&R. So he had learned the inner workings of a label early on. You know, uh, you know famously, um, you know, Jermaine um, brought John the jump record before Jermaine had a deal. Oh, wow. And was asking John to play it at the Club Phoenix, right? Bring it all back around. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, you know, and from what I heard, you know, kind of told him, like, if this thing takes off and if I get a label, I'm going to hire you. Yeah, and out of that, Jermaine it went crazy. And then got and, his deal. and then John broke the the Mabu record. Mabu record yes. by Carl Mo. Yep, by Carl uh, Mo. Got to shout yep. out Carl and Rodney Mo. Terry. Yep, Rodney, Rodney Terry. Terry wrote it. Yep. yep, people don't even know that he's a radio guy. Yep. Yeah, John broke that record, and I'm I'm, bro, it's amazing. By the way, we got to get we're gonna get John on the show. We're gonna get our Vince, our very cousin Vince, to help us get John. Okay, I want to talk to John because <laughs> yeah. he's just because he doesn't talk a lot. He does, and, and this is a hometown show. Yeah, and I want him to tell. I want to tell this true story of Atlanta. I think that people Absolutely don't people don't know the true story of Atlanta and how Atlanta didn't focus on 
what New York was doing. Right. JD was the only one. That's why I said JD is the reason why he was the only one doing the work in New York to make Atlanta be seen. Yeah. Like yeah. When, when Crunk was working, we didn't give a f- we was at Club Five Five Nine. We didn't give a fuck yeah. if New York was playing it. Correct. When right. Kilo was, was doing that boom, we didn't care if Ke- New York was playing Kilo. We just Raheem the Dream. We, we like we were the we were the anti. We yeah, we were anti own. exactly. Right. Outcast was the first ones that really when they said the South got something to say, right. we rallied around the South. But for the most part, Atlanta never cared. That's right. And and here's the crazy thing. I still don't think we do. I just think that mm. the world cares now. So now they're like, Atlanta is this, Atlanta. Bro, we was always that. We never, right. like when you start thinking about like, just even if you look at the story of Atlanta, you think about how someone like Polo the Don was like uh, Lil J or, or um, uh, what, what, was, what was his nickname? Um, uh, what we used to call him? Yeah. Oh, uh, man, his first little uh, name. Because he, he, was, he yeah. was in a group. That we had. Actually. Yes, exactly. He was, he was with BME. And uh, he, he... Y'all put him first, in Shawty Swing My Way video. Shawty Swing My Way video. Uh, I think he, he was called Knucklehead or yeah, something. Yeah, and then you think about Jazzy yeah. Faye, Nooney. If you really look at yeah. the history of Atlanta... Every, it was such a small community. Everybody yeah. touched everybody. I feel yeah. like it still is. It still like is. Everybody, yeah. But, we, but, it's, but a, it's another group too. I, actually, and I, I, try to, I try to keep an eye on and, and, and be aware of, you know, because now you see the next group of people who are from Atlanta and then there's, it's kind of like they're, they're, they do it different too. Yeah, and that's know? what I'm saying. And not only that, I like think LBR it's because- they're from Atlanta. Yeah. But they're different. Yeah, but they're different. Like back in the day- if you bet LVR, well, they're very characters, global. They're global. No, no, but, but, yeah. they, but they it's also, they they also it's, it's part of the new Atlanta. But they also yeah. are eclectic. They are like the kids of Andre Three Thousand. Correct. I feel like 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 Charles like Gambino is a kid, but, but uh, yes. most of them are Caribbean a kid of or African. Right? We Correct. know we know the school. There's nobody coming from Atlanta that we don't know the school that they started from. Whether it's Twenty One Savage being a kid from Gucci Mane's world, like you right. look at, right, right, right. you know, the you lane. look at it. Yeah, the lane, the lane. But they're kind of kids of DTP. No, no, DCP got more executive kids out here. Yeah, than they that. do. Shock and Jeff opened up yeah, the door to anybody amazing. who wanted to be an exec. Yeah. But, dog, it's, Atlanta is just, the reason why we win is because we don't care and we support each other. And don't matter what's going on, you can pull up to my office, you can use my studio. It doesn't matter to us because we know you won't work. And we know, also know that I want to be a part of helping you work rather than, like you know certain cities that's known for hating on each other and then right. when a person comes up they got an vengeance like nobody hated on thug everybody loved thug everybody nobody hates in this city like we really support each other right. you might be from a different side of town by the way we might not like i'm from the south side we don't really go to the east side right. you know what i'm saying right. but you know shit if, when when we outside the city we all together all you know together. what i'm saying and You're if right. we in the city yeah. we all together we yeah. in the, if we yeah. in the 285 we together it don't it don't change Correct. There's a problem. The world doesn't even need to know about it, right? You know. Nah, we don't that have to get into that. We can solve it. So, mm-hmm. so do we want to? So, do we want to do? No, hold on. I have more questions. So, I want to ask you. You did. What did you see? I don't even know if you want to say who your clients are, but it's one particular. It's two particular. I want to ask about. Okay. What did you see about NBA Young Boy that made you say, "I'm gonna work with him"? And what did, was it that you saw about Little Baby that made you say? Because you was in early. It wasn't like you came. Yeah. Like, what was it about them two in particular that made you say, man, I'm going to work in this? So, uh, for NBA Youngboy, interestingly enough, uh, he came to me, I believe, and I don't know for sure, but I believe because at the, at the time and presently, I represent Kevin Gates. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Kevin Gates was Is the it? man out of Baton Rouge yeah. at the time. Youngboy was 15, turning 16. He's a young guy. 
And I think most everybody that age was looking at Kevin as the man, right? Um, and so, I, you know, I, was, I, I believe that that was the first reason why, you know, anyone in that circle coming out of Baton Rouge was curious, mm. looking for a lawyer. Who's Kevin Gates' lawyer? I believe, right? Got you. Uh, but for me, right? So that's, I think that's for Because I was saying, because a lot of his, his, uh, I was about to say, a lot of people. Yeah. But Fee works with, I was he worked with uh, Kevin yeah. Gates, though. Fee worked with Kevin that with one Kevin, point. right. Mm -hmm. But I was about so to say. I believe that's how he came to my circle. But, but what makes you look? Because right, someone see, it's a lot of people seeking you right now. Right. So I'm pretty sure everybody's like trying to get you to be their lawyer. But you're like, ah, what was it about him that you saw that said. His drive, his work. Yeah. I never, the way he is now is the way he's been. He's always been driven. He's always been such a a uh, enigma of a person. Like mm -hmm. you don't, you, you can't fig people can't yeah. figure him out. And he's always been that way. Mm -hmm. right? And he's the alpha. But he's alpha so soft spoken. Yes, like yes, yeah. he's the alpha yes, talent. That's what I mean. Absolutely. Yes, he's he the alpha talent. Lead guy. Yeah. And uh, and and he's so smart. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. He's actually much smarter than people realize. Yeah. The things that you see that's happening, and you might think people call me and say, "Why you let?" It? Ask me that God does what He wants to do. Right. He knows what He's doing, he, and, and my job is to try to guide it yes. to success. Yes, you know, I'm just trying to guide it to success. But He comes up with ideas that, you know, I I say it's the the, the iPhone generation, right? Mm. They the world mm. is different to people who that phone has been around with them since teenage. Or, I mean, since since single digit age, yeah, or maybe even. To like little ones now before they were born, right? They, they you the can iPhone seek out all a, the information. Change, yeah, information is there in a different way, and they see things different, and they see the use of technology in music and in film or whatever in in a way that I wouldn't automatically think to do mm. it, right? So I saw that in him, and uh, and so I just you know I'm still consistently amazed. Um, as far as little baby. So I actually represent Wolfpack, right? And Wolfpack is the furnishing company shout for Little Baby. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Big. Uh, and so you know, Big is like a general. He's a real general. Yeah. And uh, and and so Wolf Wolfpack. Um, I'm not gonna say discovered Little Baby because he was he was a part of their circle. Yeah. And um, and you know, I I, I I think the story is that Big and and P had some you know great relationships early on. And to the extent that when things really took off for QC, P said, you know, uh, you know, find an artist, like yeah. pick an artist yeah. that you want to do. Yeah. And a lot of people had already been kind of pushing Little Baby. So Big came in and became what to that personality and to that driving engine he became and to the relationships. He kind of brought the relationships. Big brought that money. Yes. Right, exactly. he brought exactly. that piece right there, and he and he one really of the five, two of five pieces. It. Right, yeah. and baby was driven, and now you, you got the drive, yeah. you got the charisma. We know who he's selling. You yeah. got the relationships, and uh, uh, and so we saw that take off. And you know, I tell people, interestingly enough, when it when the record really took off, my dog. I didn't even know oh. for sure that was the same guy that had come in the office. Oh with. wow! Mm. Yeah, I, I was like, look in the draw. Let me get that contract. What's his name? Little baby, that is him. Wow. You know, I was he like, yeah, he's on the way. And But it wasn't long after we had a meeting at QC, and he came in there, and they were kind of trying to scold him about being a little late for a show. And the way he responded, because he wasn't late because he was being on some artist-type mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. He was late for a legit reason. And I could tell the way he responded to those adults in the room, 
that he was about his business, like mm-hmm. really about his business. That's incredible. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to And, I, and that's the Because he was artist. basically like, I'm not in this to be missing shows yeah. and showing up late. Like he basically yeah. told up. them. He, yeah. account- he took accountability. He took accountability, but yeah. it was like, that's not what I'm going to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was early on. I love that. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be all right. I love that. You know. So is it time to put your money away? Mouth is down, Vito. Can we play, play, can we play the game? Everybody, it's time for put your money where your mouth is. It's gonna be fun. Vince said he's gonna answer every. Answer every question. Oh lord, what happens and if I don't? So, so let me explain the rules. The okay. rules of the show is we're gonna give you three artists, three tap, tap creatives, and you have to pick one to sign. That's what you're putting out right now. Okay. You have to pick one that you believe in that you want to develop a little right. more, okay. and you have to pick one that you have to set send home. Now, mind you, this is situations that labels deal with every day yeah so this is not like salacious this is just we got to make decisions and and yeah we're gonna ask vince some questions and here's the thing if you don't if you don't pick somebody you have to donate twenty dollars to every question i answer to the boys academy but you have you no, know, we have to the Creative Academy, but you have a nonprofit, and what we're going to do okay. differently is, is when he donates twenty, I'm a match his twenty to okay. your to your nonprofit. Okay, on the board, I'm on the board for uh, Youth Spark. Yep, Youth Spark, and uh, you could pick one, or we could get the, everybody else involved. I'm on the board for Meals on Wheels Atlanta. So whatever one you pick, uh, I'm a match. Okay, whatever. So if you match with Creative Academy, I'm a match. Okay, ours. Sounds All good. Right. So we're going to start really simple and give you some questions. We're gonna go easy. I'm gonna go easy on you. Lotto, sweetie, Glorilla. Oh. You gotta sign one, okay. drop one, okay. and wow. develop one. I can do that. I sign Lotto. Okay. You gotta, you know, the A Town, right? Yep. You know, we gotta support. Hometown. Yep. And she reminds me of like a TI to me yep. anyway. Yeah, yeah she right, does. She does all the right things. She does all the right things. She does to me, man. She does all the right things. I will develop Glorilla and I'll drop sweetie. Okay, cool. Yeah. Even though Sweetie, no, it's okay. Even though Sweetie kills it with the little John um, samples, though we have made good money with Sweetie. We love you, Sweetie. <laughs> we do love right? you, Sweetie. Oakland, is she from Oakland? She's from yep. the Bay. Yeah, the she's Bay always Oakland. down with us. You know, it's funny mm-hmm. when we were building BME, it would be Atlanta, South Midwest, and then Oakland for some reason. Like Oakland, yeah. Always, I mean, because it's town business all the time. They were yeah. crunk. They were crunk early. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> They right, have cool. their own culture, just like we have our 100%. own. All right, we're gonna make it now. It's gonna be a little bit more fun. Okay, Rick Ross, Gucci Mane, Young Jeezy. Mm. Okay, Chris Brown, Usher, Arca. Dang man, wow. Keep keep using your your method. Yeah, yeah. So Usher, Usher's family, mm-hmm. right? Biggest record we ever had, honestly, yeah. was yeah that came out of this camp. About that, that's so yep, easy. Yep. So signing Usher, uh, and uh, I'm gonna develop R. Kelly because man. R. Kelly just. R. Kelly is one of the baddest. Because you said music, alive. go music. with the music. The only music, right? Go with the music, right. y'all. Don't kill me, please. No, it's okay. Because he he said go with the music. <laughs> but the other one is Chris Brown. The other one's Chris Brown. But nobody has. But I feel like, like R. Kelly. Music. This, gener- this generation is all about. Chris that. Brown is an all around personality, man. All around, like yeah. really, he's an all around superstar. Um, he is. R. Kelly had a twenty eight year run. Listen, all but three the, of these, honestly, all of them are tough. Yeah. R. Kelly had a twenty eight year run. Came out in 1991. I'm aware. And did it to 2017, 18. But what do you do? Up. Right. That's another thing. We, we, <laughs> we're not supposed to, we just supposed to we're look at the music, art. Catalog. I don't want to discredit. Yeah, your catalog only. That's all. We, <laughs> all right, cool. Lord. All right. All right. I got, 
You got to hear got Dave two, Chappelle's I, story on what happened right, when he met R. Kelly. Right. After he oh, he told me. He said, he said yeah, exactly. He to, Hold on. All right, cool. It's really two more, but I feel like I got to add this third one just because it's Atlanta and I got to do it. Okay. All right, so the next one is Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Ooh. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, so Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, and Cardi B. I'm going to sign Cardi B. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Um, I'm. I'm gonna develop Doja. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we. You gotta finish the last like one. You gotta finish the last one. I don't want to say what I'm gonna do with else. Oh, cause he don't want That's the barbs. I don't want to drop anybody. He don't want the so barbs. we gotta give twenty dollars to the kids. Okay, I'll give them twenty dollars. We have the sixty dollars. Because before I <laughs> drop, we have the sixty dollars. Yeah. Let's go. We didn't drop nobody. We work. We signed yeah, everybody. Yeah, okay. You might be one of these people. Cash in my pocket. Lawyers. Yeah. All right, you might be one of these people. Lawyers. All right, cool. I'm gonna give you. I gotta give you two more. This is usually the last oh, yeah, one. And, but and you're Nikki from Atlanta. Nikki and, and YB do some great records too. By the way. Right. So I'm gonna give you the last one from Atlanta. This is usually the last one. Okay. I'm going to give this one to you now. Then I'm going to give yeah, you the, the uh, It's tough. Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Kanye West, Drake. Mm. Yeah, that's got to be the last one. We can't do anything. No, 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 I got one more. Just one more for the, just, I just got to do Atlanta. <sighs> okay, so Jay-Z, Kanye West, Drake. I'm going to sign Drake. Damn, man. Mm-hmm. $20 a kid. This is not good. I know. I'm coming out a lot of money here. It's only 80 dollars a kid. I'm donating with you. Yeah, sign Drake. Develop. Um, developed. Look at Janae helping him. Hove. Hove. Well, you know what he said. Hove and then <laughs> Drop Kanye West. Kanye West. Kanye West. No, not hindsight. No hindsight. We just talking about music. See, listen, I am in business with, I, I got. Right. Do He's, we have $20 for the kids? I got tentacles. Do we have $20 for the kids? He said he got Do we have $20 for the kids? $20 for the kids. <laughs> we have $20 for the kids. Mind you, I got to give up $80 too for the kids. So I soon you tell okay. me, I got to send you 80 US Senators. Okay. All right, cool. This last one. This is the last one. The last one is Atlanta. The last one is Atlanta. <laughs> Look terrible. Lil Baby, uh-huh. Young Thug, Future. Wow. Oh, okay. wow. Just donate no, the okay. money. Donate the money. Huh? Are we up to 100? Are we going? Are we going after this? <laughs> Lil Baby, Young Thug, Future. Uh-huh. $100. Let's yeah. go up to $100. <laughs> <laughs> get the kids $100. Are you ready, are you ready for me to ask the question? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you this last one. Okay. Now, this is easy, Vince. This is really easy. So what we want to do on... We have the show is called the God Show since the Ghosts and Underdogs, and I feel like we put a lot of emphasis on the goats. It, are there any? And we have this segment where everybody says, "Give people flowers," which is really give them flowers before they die, and that's when you give them flowers. We don't want to give people flowers. We don't want to bring up death. We want to give people credit. Okay. Mm. So this segment, last segment before we close out, is called Credit Check. Okay. And this is just you giving a shout out to maybe three unsung heroes that played a role in Vince Phillips becoming what he became, being me, whatever, and shouting them out. I know everybody used to say my mom and my daddy, but I'm talking about like someone who can take, like JD did a show and he said Ian Burke. Right. And Ian Burke took that moment and ran with it. Right. He took that clip and ran with it. Someone yeah. who who is unsung in the careers of you and the things you've done that you just want to give a shout out to and shout, give some credit to because it costs you nothing. Got it. Um, so I'm gonna go back to something I said earlier, which, you know, he's, he has passed away, but you know, I, I think that a lot of credit needs to be given to David Franklin for what he did mm. for Shout out to David being Franklin. A, a black entertainment attorney back then, 
you know, having people like Richard Pryor. Shout out to uh, David Franklin. You know, I didn't bringing, even know. Shirley bringing, Franklin, I didn't even know her husband yeah, was that guy. Yeah, but what shout he did out to them. for Atlanta from the entertainment side, as an entertainment attorney, by the way. Yes. Um, so David Franklin. And then uh, and then another person that I uh, we already kind of mentioned is Too Short for what he did oh, with, with, with that story that I just told you guys. That was, that was a That's very important moment. That's some real nigga shit. Right. To literally, to literally say, you know, I mean, like he had to pay this guy 50 grand. That's wow. crazy. Shout out to Short. And then and essentially was like, man, give me 50 grand back. You know? That's amazing. And but out, and then from there, John, he could all John always showed up for him. Mm-hmm. And John get did blow the whistle for him. Mm-hmm. And um what was the other record that John did for Too Short that was really big? Um uh he, he was on Couldn't Be a Better Player. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was Blow the Whistle and uh was it goes it? on and on. No, 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 last song. What's oh, that's Blood. Yeah, that and is the one like uh, let Bruce Bruce hit it. What song? Is that? Let Bruce Bruce oh, that's, 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 Nah, that was a little John Oh yeah, but like short said. So whatever the original song was for that 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 they were referencing, uh, you know. But John gave him those records, produced those records for him, and then. Um, uh, let me think, like someone that really catapults, because I, you know, I want to say like a Shakir, right? Shout you know, to for Shakir. what he did, you know. His um, kids are gonna see this to see his dad. They yeah, dad was a superhero. Yeah, so, that's so good. let's go with Shakir Stewart, you know. And and then, um, you know, I'd like to think of uh, one of the record label execs as well. Um, you know, can I suggest one? Stay fresh. Here. Stay fresh. Fresh the kid. Stay fresh. Stay fresh has been around, man. I just feel like he don't get enough credit for like how how he's you know a youngster putting out putting in work. But he just said he was he's in eighth grade when he started working. That's my right? point. But that's right. He's still out here being a whole. No, not only that, but let's talk about Stay Fresh because Stay Fresh, he took that 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 you know Stay Fresh is a kid who um, grasped onto what's going on in the industry, became the embodiment of what the music industry uh, exactly. has going on and, and, and really the embodiment of Atlanta culture, yeah. being able to move around yeah. in the clubs and scenes and also has sickle cell. Yes. Right. And so, and he has been uh, a, a spokesperson right now for a organization. You guys should look up stay fresh ATL because he's a spokesperson for an organization that matches um, uh, blood type to try to help wow. more people because sickle cell can be beat. Right, but it's hard because you have to find the exact right blood type for the um, for the procedure. Yeah, exactly. and uh, and so you know what, I appreciate that. I want to say, stay fresh. You know, I love you, brother. You've been a you've been I'm a ma- I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm donate another hundred dollars, match that number to stay fresh in his sickle cell fight. I'm gonna donate that. Let's go. That's my nigga. I love stay. Like stay fresh is a solid, solid brother, and I just love. I just want to see him win. So um, I have a couple more questions for you. Actually, before we get to okay, the, go ahead. The big question. The big I'll, question. <laughs> what is the last question? Okay. <laughs> I wanted to ask you: What are some mistakes that you see artists make a lot of times when they first get that big first check? Um, I'm going to say artists make the same mistakes that everybody makes, yeah. right? You know, artists make the mistake, executives make the mistake, I made the mistake. right? We all do I it. Blew through my you first know? check. Uh, and so, I mean, it's not a tough one, but I, I, I actually say. Give them a chance to make this mistake mm-hmm. because if they don't, they're going to do it at some point. And that's, you know, just spending too much of it on something frivolous. You know, the key is you better know that you're going to be able to make more money again. So I tell a lot of people, one song does not a career make, right? And so you got this one song, you got this hit, 
you know, be mindful mm-hmm. that you're going to need another song and another song and another and song. Another relationship before and another you relationship beca- before and it becomes a career for you, yeah. right? And all that's relationship based. So the way you end up treating people is going to be very important to where, towards whether or not you get a second song to go somewhere. Exactly. Right. So if you're going to blow that money, which you're going to probably blow a little bit too much. Yeah. I just hate it when you blow that money and also blow those relationships. Keep and working. Don't get another. So song. keep the relate, maintain those relationships no matter and, what. And, That's anybody. That's not just artists. It's everybody. Relationships right. are everything. Relationships right. are worth more than money. <clears throat> Correct. We said that earlier. You know, so that, that's that's the key. You know, if you're gonna blow the money, be damn sure you're ready to make the money again. Now, just sitting here with you for like the last hour, I've learned so much. But it seems you have so many incredible skills. You, I've, you obviously very creative, very logical. You know, you've learned from your experience. What would you say overall you would consider to be your superpower? Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I think my, my superpower is my ability to, to help people see things the way I see it, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and, and, and I, I find the win-win. You know, I usually find the win-win or if I totally win, you still don't feel so bad about it. Mm. Love you know? that. So you ever had somebody squeeze you, but you nah, didn't you're mind? Right. You're right. right. Everybody yeah. walks away. A great salesman yeah. is when everybody walks away feeling like they got. Yeah. Nobody walks away feeling like they got fucked. Right. Because that's uh, not what I'm out to do. Exactly. I'm just yeah. out to really get a good deal for my clients. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. That's, that's the job. That's, that's the only job. It's not, it's never a personal thing for me. Yeah. Right. You know, even if I have to go against somebody yeah. and I had to, I've had to go hard against people before, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I'm so much of a don't take it personal person mm-hmm. that, you know, after that's done and sometimes they're a little bit like feeling a certain way. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, let's have a drink. Yeah. You know, that exactly. was that. That bring, was the moment. You, you, you that bring was work. To the human yeah. Side. That was work. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's over. We're still, that's over. Yeah, let's continue I, I, that's on a lesson I think a lot being of us, people in this industry that have to see each other again tomorrow. That's a lesson I think know? a lot of us have to learn. A lot of us have burned bridges not knowing that I'm going to see you tomorrow. Yeah. You might not be on this deal. And sometimes you're so busy trying to get over on someone, you don't realize that a year is going to go by and you're going to see me again. See I again. remember. There was a time you almost was on the verge of that. And yeah. I was like, I won't let you. Yep. Yeah. You always coach me down. Like, you. Ray, no, you're going to be there. And I'm like, okay, yep. you're right. Yep. Love that. Right. And this is the God show, you know, which is the goats and underdogs. Right. Do you consider yourself a goat or an underdog? Underdog. Why? I love the underdogs. I'm just an underdog fan, you know? I, I, I uh, you know, I, I consistently say, let's fight through. Yeah. You know, if you tell me honestly that I could slide or I could climb, I'm going to end up climbing. Yeah. I don't know why. Because it's better. You know, I, just, you, you know, I take you know, the harder you know route. For you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You're not afraid of the work. I, 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 I feel like if I don't do the work, then I, something was, you know, something was wrong. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Well, this is the God show. Let's all clap for Janae. This is her first time with us. Let's all Thank clap you. for Janae. Good job, Janae. Thank she you. did a great job. You're amazing. And, uh, Thank you. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Let's get it. Great show. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.